0: Good morning. This is the California Report. I'm Saul Gonzalez in Los Angeles. Here are your California headlines. In Sacramento, state legislators go back to work today for the coming legislative year. One big challenge they'll face is an estimated $68 billion state deficit because of a shortfall in expected tax revenues. Governor Gavin Newsom must submit a proposed budget a week from today. After approval from state authorities, State Farm, the largest home insurer in California, will raise rates by an average of 20 20% later this year. State Farm says the rate hikes are necessary because of both increased costs and risks in the state from factors like wildfires. Although official numbers aren't in yet, the National Weather Service in Sacramento says 10 to 14 inches of snow likely fell overnight in the Sierra foothills above 5,000 feet. This new snow is much needed. Yesterday, state surveyors measured the snowpack near Lake Tahoe and found only a small amount of snow compared to this time last year. KQED's Ezra David Romero reports. At the start
1: of last January, the California snowpack was 177% of average for this time of year. This year, the snowpack is at just a quarter of normal. Sean DeGuzman is with the California Department of Water Resources.
0: Today's result
1: shows that it's really still too early to determine what kind of year we'll have in terms of wet or dry. There can be so many things that happen with our storm systems. Because this year is an El Nino year, there's a chance that storms could batter the state, building up the snowpack to record levels. However, the historical record shows that not all El Nino years guarantee a wet winter. For The California Report, I'm Ezra David Romero.
0: Hi, I'm Sasha Coca, host of The California Report magazine. Every week, we bring you stories about what connects us in the giant, diverse, golden state. Because what happens in California changes the world.
1: I love this place. We were once seen as, like, the place to be California.
0: Federal regulators are investigating Kaiser Permanente for how it treats women with postpartum depression. The health provider has twice revised its guidelines to make it easier for women to get a new drug that targets the condition. These developments are the result of a KQED investigation that first revealed Kaiser's restrictions on postpartum care. I'm joined now by health correspondent April Domboski to talk about her reporting on this issue. Hey, April. Hey, Saul. So you've been looking at this since 2021. Could you tell us more about this drug and why it was just so hard for Kaiser patients to get it?
1: The drug is called brexanolone, and it's unique because it was made specifically for postpartum depression. So it targets hormone function rather than the brain's serotonin system. The thing is, it's expensive, $34,000, and women have to stay in the hospital for three days to get it, which tacks on further expense. So many health insurers put restrictions on it. They wanted women to try one or two cheaper drugs before they would pay for this one. But we did an analysis, and we found that Kaiser's criteria were the most strict of any insurer in the state. They wanted women to try four alternative treatments before they could be considered for this. And because the FDA had only approved the drug for up to six months postpartum, this basically amounted to a blanket denial of the drug.
0: Hmm. So what was the impact of all of this on, on patients?
1: Well, I talked to a number of Kaiser patients who were all given the runaround and denied the drug. One in particular, Miriam McDonald, her doctors just kept trying other medications, one after another that didn't work for her. It took over a year to find something that worked. I mean, it was just completely unfair. No woman after having a child should should suffer like I did.
0: So what happened after KQED released your investigation?
1: Well, about a month after the story came out, Kaiser revised its guidelines for brexanolone. Instead of trying four medications first, women needed to try just one. But it didn't end there. By late 2022, federal regulators from the Department of Labor had launched an investigation. Uh, Technically, they wouldn't confirm or deny the investigation, but we know there is one because they started calling the patients we had interviewed for our story. And it was a few months after that, that Kaiser revised its guidelines again, saying women could get brexanolone right away without having to try any other drugs. So Kaiser basically went from having the most restrictive policy to the most robust. One of my sources called it the gold standard for the industry.
0: So for those of us who aren't steeped in this issue like you are, why is this so important?
1: Well, there's so much at stake if a new mom is not doing well. Untreated postpartum depression can affect the baby. It can lead to cognitive or social problems. Husbands or partners are more likely to become depressed. And for moms themselves, it can be life or death. Suicide accounts for about 20% of maternal deaths. So this is a really serious condition, and doctors say it needs to be treated as soon as possible. So now that we have medications that target postpartum depression and they work quickly, there's more pressure on insurance companies to not give patients the runaround. And we see that with the Department of Labor stepping up enforcement of mental health laws. And in California, we have an even stronger mental health law that insurers need to comply with.
0: And as I understand it, there's now another postpartum medication that's coming on the market, right?
1: That's right. The same company that makes brexanolone has come out with a new pill form of the drug. It's called zuranolone. So instead of a three-day IV infusion in the hospital, women can now take this pill for two weeks. But it's still expensive, nearly 16 grand. So there are a lot of eyes on Kaiser and other insurers to see what kind of coverage criteria they're going to create for this new drug. Are they going to ask women to try one or two other drugs before this one, or will women have the option to go directly to this?
0: So much to watch going forward. April, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you. That was April Domboski, KQED's health correspondent. You can read her original investigation and her updates online at kqed.org. Support for the California Report comes from the California Healthcare Foundation. Listening to Black Californians, a new study on how the healthcare system undermines the pursuit of good health. On the web at chcf.org slash lbca. Monterey Bay Aquarium inspiring conservation of the ocean through amazing live exhibits and global action to protect the ocean from plastic pollution, climate change, and overfishing. And Eric and Wendy Schmidt, whose philanthropy works to create a cleaner, healthier, more secure world for all, on the web at theschmidt.org. And that is this edition of The California Report for Wednesday, January 3rd. We're a production of KQED Public Radio. And remember, you can listen to the show anytime you want by subscribing to The California Report podcast. Find it wherever you get your podcasts. You could also ask your smart device to play The California Report. I'm your host in Los Angeles, Saul Gonzalez, wherever you are in the Golden State or beyond. Thanks so much for listening.
1: Hi there.